Hey guys, today's episode is dedicated to our actual rave moms and dads out there. We're going to be discussing what it's like to balance your hobbies like raving and attending music festivals while also raising a family. One of our own Rave Culture cast fam members will be coming on later to discuss her experiences and share some tips with future parents. I can't wait for you guys to hear this one, so let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone, to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Thank you all so much for checking out today's episode. Where are my parent ravers at? You guys, this one is finally for you. (laughs) This one was a long time coming, but I am so excited to be talking about what it is like to balance raising a family, having kids, while also, you know, expressing yourself and having hobbies and attending music festivals and all of the above. If any of you guys out there listening are nowhere near close to being a parent, uh, not even thinking about it, whatever, you don't have kids yet, do not fear. This episode is still for you. Uh, I think it's really cool to hear the different perspectives and stories from people in this community. And this may be you someday. You never know. So it's always good just to like educate yourself and hear from other ravers. And we also have an interview later in the episode with my girl Ashley. She is one of my subscribers and is also a content creator and a mom. So I wanted to have her on to just talk about her experiences because uh, I don't have kids yet, so I can't really talk from my personal experience, but that doesn't mean that we can't cover this topic on the podcast. You know, a lot of you guys have written in that you want me to talk about it. So of course, I want to I wanna mention it and have a full episode all about it. So that's what we're talking about today, you guys. But before we get into everything, huge thank you for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing, for following the podcast, for telling your friends about it. Uh, It genuinely means the world to me. And guys, we're almost at a year of the podcast, which is crazy. So it's it's been really cool to see the growth and it's because of you guys. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, If you are not subscribed over on my YouTube channel, Emma Capotis, head over there and subscribe. I have a full Rave Culture cast playlist amongst many other rave and festival videos if you guys want to check those out. Uh, If you have time, please rate and review on iTunes. It helps people discover the podcast, so big ups to you guys for doing that. And lastly, make it your IG stories or tweet out a link today. Uh, Word of mouth is how we spread it in this community, so I really appreciate you guys doing that for me. Okay, what else do we have to do? Uh, Let's get into our listener of the week to kick things off here. So for any of you guys who are new, what we do here at the very top of the episode is we share a listener of the week. This is somebody that you guys nominate that we just want to shout out. You know, they're making a good impact on your life, on the community. They're a listener. It could be someone in your rave fam, a loved one, whoever it may be. You guys can nominate someone every week. Uh, Just send an email to raveculturecast at gmail.com. That is raveculturecast at gmail.com with your nomination and why you are nominating this person. I'm always looking for for more nominations, so please feel free to send those in. So this week, we have a letter from Alyssa. Uh, She's actually a content creator as well, which is pretty cool. She's just getting her start, so you guys can go follow her YouTube 
YouTube channel and her handle is at RoseUXA. That's at RoseUXA. So she said, Dear Emma, first of all, thank you so much for creating content for festivals. I've been following you, Vibe with Aid, and the Festival Finesser for the last few years and have also been attending festivals since 2012. It's so nice to have a community like this on YouTube providing truly valuable information for all festival goers. I don't know if you saw on Manny, aka Frisky Hugs Instagram, but I actually messaged him about your podcast episode together and saw him at Forbidden Kingdom when I was binge listening to you and Aid's podcast on the drive down from Orlando. No way. Guys, Manny Frisky Hug is incredible. You you have to go follow him. (laughs) He's so fun and he's been like popping off on YouTube. It's yeah, he makes the best content. Anyways, uh, she wanted to submit a listener of the week. Shout out to her friends Charlotte and Mitchell who will be getting married at EDC Las Vegas this year, which is incredible. She said she met them at Sunset Music Festival back in 2017 and she's so happy for them and they are true festival fam members. That's so awesome. Alyssa, thank you so much for that nomination. Uh, Congrats, you guys. That is incredible. I've always wondered what it would be like to get married at EDC. It's so cool that they even have a wedding chapel. Like, does any other festival do that? That's crazy that people actually get married at the festival. I mean, it is Vegas, so it kind of makes sense. But wow, what an experience. That's really cool. I hope that that happens this year with everything going on. But send you guys well wishes and good vibes. And again, congratulations. That's so cool. Thank you guys for being our listener of the week this week. Okay, uh, really quickly, upcoming submissions that I'm looking for. So I mentioned this last week, but for our one-year anniversary episode, I am bringing back a crowd favorite, and we're going to be doing your most embarrassing rave stories, part two. Part one popped off. It was a great time. I loved recording that episode. It was literally so funny to like relive my own moments and share things that I never thought I would share with you guys, but also (laughs) to read your stories. You guys like went there and I love it. So I have to bring it back. It's just so much fun. And what better way to celebrate a year of the podcast? So again, please email me raveculturecast at gmail.com with your submissions. You guys can do voice memos if you want. Just try and keep them to like two minutes or under. And just in general, you know, share your most embarrassing stories. No one's going to judge here. Be open and honest. If you want it to be anonymous, leave your name off it. That's totally fine. But that's going to be a really good one. So definitely send those in within the next week or so. Also, I have to do a quick shout out. YouTube fam, you guys will see this on the stream here but I had to do a shout out to headbanger ravewear um my girl sent me a shirt and it says my rave outfit is not my consent and I fucking love this this is amazing what an incredible message so yeah headbanger red ravewear headbanger ravewear sorry go check it out uh Lexi is awesome and she makes some really cool merchandise so I just had to shout her out she's not paying me to say that I just really like this shirt (laughs) so anyway okay Let's get into today's episode, you guys. Um, Where do I even begin? I feel like I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable and just open up in the beginning here because I have a lot of thoughts about this topic and it's just been something on my mind personally for where I am in my life right now. I'm a 29-year-old woman. My boyfriend Brian and I live together. We have talked about kids. Like that's definitely something in our near future in like the next few years. Very excited about that. Not time for us yet, but you know, we definitely want a family and we want kids. But yeah, it's just one of those things like I guess... I've always just wondered, you know, how your life changes when you have kids, especially as it relates to the hobbies that we all share. 
attending music festivals, raving, like a lot of that requires a lot of time and I go to a lot of shows and it's time away from your home and things like that. So I've always sort of wondered like how will I juggle it one day? I'm sure the frequency will like slow down with shows and stuff like that, but I'm just, I'm so curious. So I really did want to hear from parents and like what their experiences are. So I will read your emails. A lot of you guys emailed in uh, about your families and things like that. So I can't wait to read those. And then the interview with Ashley is going to come right after that. Um, But just to kick this off, you know, we have a lot of parents who listen. And I think because the music festival community has grown so much and is growing, a lot more people are getting into raving and attending shows later in life. Like I have so many friends in their 30s who have just started going to shows Um, so I just think it's more popular now and I don't think there's a lot of content out there for parents who rave, right? It's like all younger people and I think that that's a misconception because there are so many people who rave at all different ages. Um, and again, for any of you guys listening who are like in your young, you're in your like early 20s or maybe even a teenager and you're not even thinking about kids in the near future, I still hope you'll listen and enjoy this because it might be you someday. But yeah, anyway, I personally feel very connected to this topic and, you know, I guess the thought of being a parent, for me right now, I just get so nervous that I would have to slow other things down and, you know, I'm so busy and I spend so much time doing things for myself and with my boyfriend and I'm like, oh my god, I don't know how I would be able to juggle everything and how that would change for me once I had a kid. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think from reading your stories and from talking to Ashley today, I feel so much more comforted knowing that it's just a balance and you just find a new normal and strike up a new way of life and you still have to do the things that you love at the end of the day because that's just how you stay sane and you don't lose your whole identity when you have kids. I think they just add to your life. So that's some of my thoughts on it, just being super honest with you guys. I also have this like really weird fear of judgment, which is very interesting because I usually don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me at this point in my life. Like I do not care about other people's opinions, but for some reason I'm always wondering like, oh, eventually when I have kids, however many, you know, are people going to be like, why are you still going to shows? Why are you still going to festivals? Oh, you're choosing going to a festival for the weekend over being with your kid. Like, I guess I just think about those things and I wonder like what people will say. But I don't know, I might feel completely differently when I have kids one day because parents still need to go have date night and get away (laughs) for, you know, and find a babysitter. So anyway, those are just some of the thoughts going through my head before getting into this um, episode. But like I said, hearing from Ashley, it was really reassuring to hear how she handles it. Uh, And it kind of made me realize it's so like not a big deal. It's what you make of it. Um, And you still have to do the things you love, obviously. So that doesn't go away. I think there's also a really cool way to incorporate rave culture into your life and into your kids' lives. Uh, So much of it is like really fun for kids. I know I saw Eric Prids do a video where he had like a rave cave, sort of like rave room and it had all these like LED lights and everything and the kids were like running around and dancing. Like that's so much fun for them and I think, you know, there are these like DJs with like kids rave parties. So I think it's there's totally a way you can incorporate it into family life. Uh, Candy making and stuff like that is like the perfect activity for kids. So anyway, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but needless to say, there's so many ways you can incorporate your hobbies and the things you love into your kids' life, lives and you don't have to sort of like 
let that fall to the wayside. You can still enjoy things together and I feel like that makes it even more valuable, which is cool. So I hope this episode is helpful to you guys to hear about how other people incorporate rave culture into their kids' lives and their family life, as well as how people balance raving and parenthood. So, you know, I hope you walk away from this episode feeling more informed and more confident as I'm telling myself that as well. So with all that being said, I want to get into your emails first. So we'll start out with the first email here. Hey, Emma, I wanted to leave a voice memo. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I've been listening since the very beginning. I listen every week. I always look forward to it on my drive into work on Wednesday morning. So keep up the awesome work. You're doing fantastic I love it. I was so excited when you mentioned this topic and felt compelled to send in a voice memo. Um, My husband and I have been together for 12 years, married for almost nine years, and we have two beautiful young children, five and a half and almost three. And we rave, we party, we love the EDM community. Uh, We actually just rediscovered it together about a year ago. Um, and went to our first festival together and we've been going to shows now. We went to EDC Orlando this past November and actually met you by the Ferris wheel at the lunchbox meetup. So that was really cool. Um, and we just love it. We both have full-time jobs. We both obviously take care of our children and our great parents. Uh, but being able to experience this community together has made us even more close if that was even possible and we have a love for music and we have a love for the community that we share which is so awesome and we have been going to a ton of shows Uh, we have my mom and my dad who live very close to us so we're very fortunate that you know the kids can stay with them every now and then for you know an overnight stay and we can make a trip just out of town and go see a show and come right back and on Sunday morning it's back to parenthood (laughs) and sometimes we're a little tired but it's okay because it's totally worth it uh, because we just love the music so much and we've met so many amazing people at festivals and at shows that have joined our rave fam and we make it work and it actually makes the regular part of life like parenthood which is super stressful and work which is super stressful it makes all of that just okay um bearable and you know you look forward to the moments when you can really just let go and not stress about all of the other things that are happening in life that cause you stress and anxiety um and the music is just what it's all about so plur vibes for everybody and we're so excited about the few festivals that we have signed up for this year we're going to sunset we're going to imagine we're going to edc orlando again and a bunch of shows in between so we're living the dream and we've got our two worlds (laughs) that we're making it work somehow so uh yeah to all the other parents out there keep rocking it because you only live once and you've got to enjoy your life as much as you possibly can so Thanks, Emma. Keep up the great work. Can't wait for this episode to post. Bye. I loved that so much. That was so cute. I'm so happy I did this episode. (laughs) That made me feel so much better. I was just like, yeah, I cannot wait to hear the rest of your stories. But that was so awesome. I'm so glad that you guys have that bonding time together. And, you know, you can have like a weekend away, just like a couple weekend away. That sounds great. So thank you so much for sending in your submission and your voice memo. Really appreciate that. 
Okay, let's get to the next parent raver. Okay, so this is from a dad. This is, says, okay, so raving with the family. Let me provide some context. I'm almost 37. I've been married for what will be 17 years. I started raving in 2015, so I was married for 12 years before I got into raving, and my wife has only just gotten into raving in the last year and attended her first festival last year. Now the family. We have nine kids currently. Holy shit. (laughs) Out of this four, our sibling pair we adopted in 2014. Then we had two biological children, then adopted our niece and nephew, and also have my wife's cousin's kid. We tend to collect other people's kids because a kid deserves love and a shot at life, even if the parents can or won't provide it. I love that. So when I first got into raving, it was because a friend invited me to Ultra, and from there, I've only wanted to go to more shows and more festivals I can each year. I go to more and more. This is possible because one, wifey doesn't like EDM music, so if I go to a show, it's likely solo. Two, we have my mom who is retired to watch the kids if we plan it out and fly her in so we can do that for festivals. Three, our oldest kids are 21 and 18, so it's easy to find a babysitter for shows. EDM has become a household thing for us. Each show I or we go to, the first thing the kids as ask is what the age limit is that's awesome they want all ages shows so they can come along I've already taken one of my kids when she was nine to a Cruella concert and it was an amazing experience for me and her and it was a great bonding experience we are looking at doing a festival with our older kids and try to bring them to shows we also have a policy that at 18 they get to pick a festival to go to with me and at 21, wifey will take them to Vegas for a weekend. That's awesome. You guys are great parents. <laughs> we want them to experience the community and we are raising them to be open to experiences and understand that others at these events are drunk and partaking in other activities. I go sober to everything always, but it's important to educate them on it so they can understand it and if needed, provide help for someone. I do know that when the kids were in their first year of life, it was harder for shows and festivals and I had to plan around the family for everything. We still do that with school activities and events, but it gets easier as they get older or we just get more used to working around it not sure which in short edm has become a bonding experience we use to make our family bonds stronger that is so awesome i love that you guys have really worked it out oh and he sent me a facebook group link this is so cool it's called plurence oh my god i'm dead this is amazing there's like almost 500 members in here and it's for parents who rave Okay, that's fucking amazing. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that and for sharing your story. You are leading by example for for reals. Okay, this next one is from Bridget. It says, hey, Emma, love listening to your podcast and watching your videos. Thank you for creating such awesome content. I had my daughter when I was 23 and it was not planned at all, but ended up being the best, the best positive life-changing event to ever happen to me. Prior to having my daughter, I went to a lot of music festivals and concerts in Florida where I lived at the time. I did and sold drugs and also surrounded myself with people who were into heavy into drugs and it brought me down in life. It wasn't good. When I got pregnant, I knew that things had to definitely change in my life. So me and my daughter's father decided to move to Minnesota where his family lived to start over. I stayed away from attending concerts and music festivals after moving to Minnesota because I didn't want to slip into those bad habits. But I started watching streaming videos of different festivals with my daughter. Her favorite festival that she wants to attend one day is Electric Forest. Five years later, and I am happy to say that I never touched any illegal substance since having my daughter, which is incredible. Congratulations. She got an amazing job that she loves, and she also went back to school. 
My daughter helped motivate me to do better in life and to be the best mom I can be. She's my everything. I'm also happy to say that I will be attending Electric Forest for the first time this year with my supportive best friend. Looking forward to the day when my daughter is old enough so I can share the positive experience, vibes, and people of the EDM community. Thank you, Emma, for being one of those positive influences of the EDM community, Bridget. Thank you. I love that. Seriously, congratulations. That is such an accomplishment, and I'm so happy that you turned your life around and you have your daughter I think that's such a blessing so seriously congratulations to you I think that's incredible okay so this next email says hey Emma it's Jackie I'm from Tampa Florida and I just wanted to say I just recently got into the raving community and your videos have literally guided me and helped make me fall even more in love with this community thank you I appreciate you saying that So I went into this already having a child. I have a five-year-old son and finding balance is difficult to say the least. Between finding a babysitter you trust for that long while you're away, I mean, this is your baby and you are leaving for a weekend, so it comes with some emotional stress to try and plan that part. Trying to budget what festivals and shows you can attend um, because you are already, they're already expensive and then you have to pay a sitter. I think it's safe to say that raving when you are a parent takes a lot more planning, whereas some of my raves, my rave fam just up and leave for a show and little festivals when they can. But I think the hardest part comes mentally and emotionally. Having Raving has a huge part of my heart and it consumes my mind most of the time. But the second I get to these festivals, I miss my son. I'm calling the sitter to check in and I just have to remind myself that he's safe and it's important to take care of yourself. Uh, so I let loose and it's almost like a reset button. I come back so happy, refreshed, and positive. All my, my parents know the guilt that comes with it but the best oh she said all my parents know the guilt that comes with it but my best advice so you don't do what makes you happy at least every now and then and you don't take care of yourself it's almost impossible to care for someone else and I think my favorite part is when I joined this community I met some incredible people some of these people are my closest friends now outside of raving and this community is so positive and full of love that my friends and rave family actually have welcomed my son in as if he was their own so shout out to them for changing my son and I's life for the better keep being amazing emma thanks for all you do i love that that's so fucking awesome this community seriously just like goes above and beyond and continues to surprise me so it's so amazing oh my god this next email they sent pictures guys i'm gonna try and include this in the youtube video if i remember okay so this is hey emma so excited to be writing in my name is i think it's kiwi kiwi i'm sorry if i fuck that up Kaiwi. Okay. I'm 37. I have two kids. One is five and my youngest son is two months old. I started raving when, uh, with my husband, Mr. 77, his rave name, in 2008. We attended as many festivals as we could here in California, EDC being our first. I found out I was pregnant just three months after attending New Year's event while white wonderland guys i can't read i'm sorry (laughs) she said i found out i was pregnant just three months after attending a new year's event white wonderland in 2013 2014 unknowingly we both wished to have a baby oh my god on the wishing tree that night later finding out the baby's due date was exactly one year later 1 1 2015 crazy magical that's incredible um she said also since having our first Okay, anyways, we were for five years before we had our son, so once we had him, we knew we had to cut back. We retired from EDC and instead go on a one-week family vacation. We no longer attend events for multiple days. We'll buy the two- to three-day tickets, attend the first day, and then sell our ticket for the remaining days. Having a kid is not cheap, so we try to save a little money that way. And on top of our super date-night cost, we have to pay our babysitter. Also, since having our first child, we decided to check out Lightning in a Bottle since it's all ages. They have a family camp section and lots of activities for kids. My son has the time of his life. 
This year will be our third year. Can't wait to take both our babies. Aw. It's time to meet parents who still like to party. We also took them to Ozara in California. We love camping events. So yes, we had to make some changes, but we'll never stop attending events. We love the music and community and love introducing this life to my littles. Sorry for the long email. Feel free to edit away. Love your podcast so much. Hope to meet you one day. Oh my God, your kids are so cute. Oh my God. And her kid met another Festy Bestie at Lightning in a Bottle and now they have baby Festy Besties. <laughs> I can't handle this. That's so cool. And for any parents listening out there, I had no idea they had like family camps like that. So that's so cool. I'm very sorry that Lightning in a Bottle was canceled this year, but hopefully there will be other opportunities for you guys to still go do something as a family. Um, Our next email says, Hi, Emma. First and foremost, thank you for all your wonderful videos and podcasts. I love listening slash watching any chance I get. So I'm a mom of three beautiful little girls, seven, six, and three. Attending festivals and shows is one of my husband and I's favorite thing to do besides being parents. It's not always easy or possible because having kids, you have other priorities than others. You have to be aware that you might not be able to make every event no matter how much you're dying to go. Our Ray fam of 12 is very active in the scene and always down to do all the things. However, we're the only ones that have kids, so it's always a challenge. We love to talk to our girls about what we do when we're gone and always letting them know how excited we are to take them to their first festival once they're old enough. They love to watch the live sets with us. I know I'm doing something right when they request to listen to Seven Lions. Oh my God, that's parenting done right. One thing I love while at a festival is meeting other parents and having a moment where we talk about our kids together. It's so awesome. My husband and I always get these surprising looks when we tell people we've been married for eight years and have three kids. My biggest advice to anybody who raves would be to do it as much as you can before having kids because it won't be as easy once you do, but then also not to give raving up completely. It's okay to still go to events as parents. In October, we'll be taking our seven and six-year-old to see Marshmallow. We cannot wait to share the community with our girls. Thank you, Emma. I hope to get to meet you one day and trade candy. That's from Tesla. That is so incredible. Have so much fun at the Marshmallow show. I feel like your kids are going to absolutely love that. That's going to be incredible. Okay, this next email says, Hey, Emma, love the podcast, but I love it even more since you're talking about a topic no one really has talked about, parents in the rave world. I myself am a young mom at 22. I'm trying my best to balance a two-year-old and a seventh-month-old and my love for raving. I get super excited whenever we get tickets to shows because to me, it's an escape from reality. For those couple of hours, I can let go of every worry I have. I can unstress, but most importantly, I can be happy. Don't get me wrong, I love my boys, but they deserve a mom who is happy and raving always allows me to reset myself, if you will. On the flip side, I do get mom shamed for going out to raves and for stepping away from my kids. It does make me sad sometimes because I'm a damn good mom to my boys and I shouldn't be looked down upon if my husband and I want to take some time away from the kids. My kids listen to EDM, mainly dubstep and rhythm. That's awesome. And as of recent, I've been dabbling in the world of house music. I play it while I'm cleaning up and always, always in the car to the point where my oldest will sometimes headbang along. That's so awesome. Anyway, sorry, this is long. Hopefully it's somewhat useful. Of course it is. Thank you so much for everything you do. Keep the plur vibes alive. And that's from at Sue underscore Zay. Okay, first of all, do not let anybody mom shame you. You are doing what you love. And just like one of the last emails said, For you to give love and to fill someone else's cup, your cup has to be filled first. We shouldn't feel shame for doing the things that we love because at the end of the day, like there are other parents doing things that they love and taking time off too. No parent is perfect. So don't let anybody else like tell you how you should and shouldn't 
parent your kids. I think that's crazy. But, you know, you're doing the best you can. So keep raving on. Keep doing what you love. Okay, this next email from Mary. It says, hey, I saw your post on Snapchat about being a rave parent and I wanted to share my story. I first learned about EDC Las Vegas in 2014 when I found Under the Electric Sky on Netflix. Love that movie. And I watched it about 22 times and decided I cannot miss it. So I got VIP tickets for EDC 2015. At the time, my oldest son was 14 and my youngest was 3. I've been listening to EDM since my oldest son was born in 2000. So they pretty much have been growing up listening to it. My oldest son loves dubstep and tech house. My youngest loves pretty much all of it, but his favorite is excision and he really wants to go to Lost Lands. He also loves dinosaurs. Amazing. I bought my oldest son an EDC ticket last year and we did camping. He loved it. I try to teach my kids plur and to always stay positive. There's not really a balance to raising kids and going to festivals. It really does depend on who you who you have available to watch them when you go. I have my mom watch my youngest, so I have no issues with it at all. It says all I do is listen to EDM all the time, so I honestly don't know if, if they know that other music exists. That's awesome. I don't really have any hobbies, but I do try to get my son involved when making candy. The hardest thing for me to do is buy a festival ticket months or even a year in advance and not knowing if I'll be getting the days off for it. But so far, so good. I've gone to EDC 2015 through 2019. Uh, She said she missed 2018 because she was training at a new job. I will be going again this year with my best friend of 37 years, and it will be our freedom trip. I love that. She said, I would like to add one more thing if I could. Not related to being a rave parent, but about a very special person I met at EDC last year. Actually, it is related because I dubbed her my rave mom. Her name is Trisha, and she had a totem that read, fuck cancer, I'm at EDC, and it had a picture of Cosmic Meadow on it. I'm sure a lot of people saw and even met her and her son. Oh, well, she passed away on Saturday. I'm so sorry. We are dedicating EDC 2020 in memory of her. She was supposed to be going with us, but she will be there in spirit dancing above the electric sky. I'm going to start crying in a second. I will have a flag with her on it. If you see it, please come say hi. She will be greatly missed. Thank you. Here is a video I made for her and pictures included. Oh, I'm going to start crying. Oh, God. That's an incredible poster and woman and that's amazing and you guys are amazing for doing that for her wow okay love you guys seriously giving you kisses mary that's amazing you are a wonderful person and a wonderful mom thank you so much for sharing that story with us seriously okay so we have another email just a couple more to get through you guys and then we'll get right into the interview here so this one says hey emma so as a rave mom i've got two girls a seven-year-old and a two-year-old how my husband and i balance our lives as parents and ravers uh, is by being realistic about how many events we should tend attend per year we limit it to two to three big shows and maybe one or two smaller shows because we don't want to neglect or pawn off our kids in any way but we also understand that we can connect through music so we do make it a priority for us and for our marriage to get to at least one or two in our girls know all about plur and whenever disputes arise we always tell them to remember plur guys and i asked my seven-year-old what plur is and she tells me i know that mommy it's peace pause love unity and respect which always makes me so proud they are still little headbangers and go nuts when we play excision on car rides. I hope this helps with the podcast. Thank you so much for doing an episode on this because it can get real hard sometimes balancing between the two. Mom and dad guilt is tough enough as it is without the negative stigma we get for wanting to take some time away to be a part of this community. That's from Melinda Carpenter at Mother of Base Heads. Yeah, guys, I can't, I can't imagine like the scrutiny you guys get and it's unwarranted and I feel like it's a little ridiculous I think it's just because it's this community in particular like what people associate raving and music festivals with 
But at the end of the day, you're just going to have a good time and listen to music. Like it's the same thing as people going to concerts. You don't hear, you know, people criticizing parents for going to concerts. But uh, thank you so much for your email. This next one's from Rachel. Says, hey, I'm an actual rave mom here. It's kind of funny. My hubby and I actually got pregnant at Paradiso 2017. Get it. (laughs) That was my first ever festival and it was such an incredible experience. We took a break for almost an entire year, mostly because I was worried about guilt or judgment if I was to leave our son with family and go to a show. Once I finally went back, I was hooked and it made me so sad that I ever worried about any of that. My husband isn't really into the scene as much since we've become parents, so I feel really lucky that I'm able to go to at least one show a month while he stays home and takes care of our little dude. I went to Deso again this last year, and that was probably the hardest since it was more than one night. Lots of FaceTime helps, though, in the morning to say hi, and a lot of constant reminders that it's only a few days. I plan on doing base canning this year with my entire Rave Mom squad and couldn't be more pumped. Also, I gotta love that add that I love listening to your podcast, checking out your outfit inspo, and especially love Fridays when you add your new faves to your playlist. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you for all you do for the rave community. Thank you so much, girl. I appreciate you saying all of that stuff, and it makes me feel better too because I feel like that's the situation with Brian and I. I could easily see Brian being like, all right, I'm going to spend time with the kids. You go do your thing. <laughs> it's nice to have a partner who like understands like that, so love that for you guys. Okay, this next one is from Zach. It says, hey, Emma, uh, being a working dad makes it hard sometimes to go out to events. It's nice that a lot of the events take place on Fridays and Saturdays as this helps with work, but unfortunately, it does take over my weekend sometimes. My wife wants me home, which she rightfully deserves because she too needs a break from watching our daughter. I want to go to so many, but being a parent, I try to limit it to one every other month. My daughter, on the other hand, loves EDM. Her favorite song is Jungle Juice, Ganja White Knight, and Liquid Stranger. Uh, followed by Baby Shark by Jaws. Uh, She already wants me to go to an event, and I know one day we'll be raving together. As she tells me, I wish I could go all the time. So I don't know. It's very give and take. I go to a show. She gets foot rubs. (laughs) Thanks for listening to me ramble, Zach. I love that. That sounds like an even exchange to me. (laughs) Okay, so this last email, this is from Britta, and then we'll get into the interview here. Hold on. Okay, it says, hey, Emma, love all of your topics. They're so relatable to me and my life. I'm so glad. She says, I am a new parent who is also a raver. My daughter is now eight months old, and I have been raving for about 20 years now. Having a child made me take a huge step back and created a major shift in my priorities. I used to go out a lot. I'm a DJ as well, and so is my husband, and unfortunately, we had to take a step back for that for now. Since she was born, my husband and I have been able to go out and enjoy shows, and if we do go out, we have our daughter spend the night at a family member's house. It's not easy when we have to go pick her up the next day hungover, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Children are such a blessing. It's just a lot harder now. I'm at the age where a lot of my friends and peers in the scene have kids, and one thing we do is plan daytime dance parties. Oh my god, I love this. They involve costumes, snacks, and activities for kids. The parents get together and dance and enjoy the music that we love. We find the 90s sound has an appeal for the kids and a nostalgia factor for the adults from the likes of Snap, Rhythm is a Dancer. Love that song. There are some festivals that are geared a little bit more family-friendly as well. However, I don't think that I would bring my daughter to any of them, especially with the traveling part. If a festival was in my hometown, that would be different. I go to movement every year and I see children there all the time. They love the lights, the bubbles, the dancers, and they go ham on themselves on the dance floor. It's so cute. The thing is, once the sun goes down, it's time for them to go home. I don't like seeing children around a bunch of fucked up people. It makes me feel quite uneasy. 
totally get that i would i would probably feel the same as you as house and techno are my preferred genres i not only want to introduce those genres to my daughters i want to introduce her to all types of music i don't want to force her to listen to the kind i like but i do want to introduce her to the magic of dance music in hopes that it'll touch her soul like it's touched mine thank you for all for listening and here's to raising our next generation of ravers and loyal dance music fanatics britta you can find her on insta at britter bader I, oh, and that's B-R-I-T-T-E-R-B-A-D-E-R if you guys want to follow along with her. Thank you so, so much for rating in and hell yes to raising a future generation of ravers. I just think there's so many ways to incorporate it into the kids' lives. I love the dance parties and things like that. These are like actual references that I will be using <laughs> in my own life. So I appreciate that so much. And it is so fun. Kids love music and I think it's such a great idea to like introduce that into their lives and see what they like and have fun with it's just a really great bonding experience overall but you guys I think that is all of the emails thank you so much to everybody who wrote in and shared their stories and their tips and advice you guys are seriously helping so many people out here and I'm sure a lot of people are going to relate to this episode so thank you guys for sharing your stories um I want to introduce Ashley now. She, uh, again, was one of my subscribers. She's absolutely fabulous. She has her own YouTube channel, so I will include links so you guys can go check her out. And her handle is at Aura Life with Ash. So she has her son, and again, she's um, from Chicago, and she raves and attends festivals as well as creating content for her YouTube channel. So I thought it would be really great to have her on. She is a breath of fresh air so lovely so positive you guys are going to just feel her energy through wherever you're listening so please welcome to the podcast at or our life with ash ashley to kick this off uh i would yeah. love for you to just quickly introduce yourself okay where you're from what you do and maybe like a few artists that you like <laughs> sure so hi i'm ashley i um like to call myself a rave mom i'm the rave mom of my group um and i'm also a mom i have a three and a half year old son i'm also married i have a lovely husband um this is so weird because in my normal life i am a qualitative researcher so what that means is i interview people i do like webcams like this i do focus groups like for brands and companies to kind of you know understand like how people live and everything so it's so weird that i'm getting interviewed because usually i'm the one getting doing the interviewing yeah you're doing great though. Yeah, thanks. You're professional at this, yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite artist. So when I first got in the scene, Afrojack was like my thing. I and I still love him. I'm so loyal to Nick. <laughs> um, and let's see who else. I love Cascade. I'm a part of Cascade Connect. But really anything house, and I love the OGs. Like mm -hmm. I love Cashmere, Green Velvet. Carl Cox, like, you know, I obviously I live in Chicago, so um, it's the home of house. So that's kind of the vibe that I have. <laughs> no, yeah, that makes sense. And it's good to hear like, because they have such big fan bases, but sometimes you hear people name like newer artists, but there are like the OGs are just like where it's at, though, at the end of the day, yeah. you can't miss them. <laughs> right and true, man. You can never go wrong with some green velvet. <laughs> yeah, so true. yeah, exactly. Right. I know. Um, wait, so you're in Chicago. So when did you first get into raving? So it, it's hard for me to pinpoint that because I grew up with house music in my house. Like okay. my dad was a huge house head. My mom was a huge house head. And um, my family, some of my family members are in the gay scene. So, mm -hmm. I mean, for me, 
I didn't really think of it as like a scene. Like it was right, just right. a part of my family culture. I used to go to gay bars and stuff with my cousins and like, and it was obviously like a house, you know, house music there. Yeah. Like Boys Town is like the Mecca in Chicago. <laughs> so, and so that's kind of like, I've always kind of been in it. Like I grew up buying those like ultimate, like, 1997 like dance yeah, yeah, music yeah. like compilations <laughs> like that's what I used to listen to awesome. um but I would say like formally like I guess raves as we know it it was 2010 so I had just finished college mm -hmm. and my first live show was Afrojack at Navy Pier okay. and so I've been going like you know to events probably since then so since 2010. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then mainly, were you doing music festivals or when was your first? Festival? Yeah. So music festivals, I think my first big event was Spring Awakening 2000. It was either 2014 or 2015. I was lucky enough to go the first or the last time that it was in Soldier Field, which if you ask anyone about Spring Awakening, that venue is it's epic like it was the best thing ever and then they stopped having it there right, right um but yeah so after that I was like I was like okay I know this music but what is going on around me like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like I didn't even know this was a thing and you know it, at a larger scale you know mm -hmm. so I was like okay this is fun I like it yeah, that's awesome. I know you you did just do a video on Spring Awakening. I do want to mention your channel as well, and I had some questions for you about that. So yeah. So when did you start the channel, and then what is your content mainly about? Yeah, so I started the channel this past summer around when I went to EDC, and really it was just to capture like my experiences with just things that I decided to do, like I had put on hold. And um, like just things that I had on my bucket list. Um, I bring my mom with me on raves, so I wanted to oh, us God. to like be able to capture that that experience. And I would just you know putting out just positivity. So my channel is mostly around self care. I think that's really important, especially as a mom, because we've always put ourselves second. Mm -hmm. So that was part of it. But then obviously, like I said, it's capturing like my bucket list um, stuff and my rave experiences and things. Um, but now I feel like the rave part is like probably half of the content that I I'm putting yeah. out just because I'm having so much fun with it and Yay. making new connections and everything so I've been really enjoying it so far so awesome yeah you've been putting out some awesome videos and you are in a good place too like it's nice when we are in cities where we have like really good access to shows and things like that but I remember when you sent me your first video and I was like oh my god she's so positive and bubbly <laughs> and I just absolutely like loved it and it's been cool to see some of the stuff you've been doing recently so I'm I'm proud of your channel. It's been oh, awesome. thanks so much, Emma. I really appreciate your support, really. It's great, yeah. Yeah, so, so what are your feelings really quickly? Because I know you did a video about Spring Awakening, which yeah. I have not attended yet. I, I, I told you already, I wanted to go this year. I was like on my radar when I was putting my schedule together. And then as everybody knows, like the main company was bought out. Um, yeah. and we're being like produced by another company now. So we've waited forever to get the details. I mean, who knows now with I know. the schedule, but, um, yeah. What were your thoughts about it being changed with the venue and everything? Yeah. So first, like Chicago is just a weird, we're just in a weird place. Like obviously we're a big city, so you're right. We do get a lot of shows, um, but they're usually in like two venues 
maybe um, we had another like a third that you would consider but they closed that it's called the mid anyone who's from Chicago watching this you know about the mid rest in peace because it was people like one of the most favorite venues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we just got a new venue called Radius, which is really nice. Um, I just went there for Carl Cox and it was, I was like, this is so good for the rave scene in Chicago because we're nice. lacking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and in terms of festivals, there aren't many because Lala isn't really a rave or an EDM festival. It's, mm -hmm. you know, multi-genre. So I don't really consider that an EDM right. festival. So Spring Awakening is really like, all she wrote like that is like our main festival so everyone is kind of putting all their money on this festival so it's kind of like hard to see that it's changing constantly and there's so much kind of up in the air about it right um I would say last year I went to Hoffman Estates which was the last venue and I mean it was great there was plenty of space the production was good the only issue was the parking was so far like it was two to three miles just to get to oh, wow. and from your car okay. and it was it wasn't organized so there were just it was I think it was in like a business district so it was just like we don't you don't know where you parked like and at night when it's dark like you're just trying to find your car like it was really weird um but then so everyone's really excited about it being in the city for that reason first for the parking and then also because it was so far from the after parties in the city mm -hmm. that it was probably like a 45 minute drive back into the city so it's oh, like are you going to go to the after parties? Probably not. Right, right. Um, so everyone's excited about it being in the city at Union Park, but it's just such a small space that we are just like, how are you going to make this work? How is there going right. to be like four stages? Like, it's just, we don't know. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm definitely curious to see all the announcements that come out with it. And fingers crossed for that and all the other festivals. But no, I'm def you're definitely my number one resource for spring awakening information. Yeah. Like, yeah it's a good festival it. though like it really is a good festival and I would say like the experience there is really unique there's a lot of plur I think that like Chicago people get a bad rap because it's cold here so people think that people are like cold and standoffish mm -hmm. but that's not the case like it's a really close community it's just you know when it's cold in the middle of December on yeah. the street you don't want to talk to anyone it's negative below <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like everyone's really close like I think i probably exchanged more candy at Spring Awakening last year than at EDC, which is oh, like wow. amazing. So yeah. yeah, I still encourage people to come here and experience it. Even if like you don't come to a festival, come to a show here because it's a, a unique experience. So. For sure. Yeah, no, that's definitely like the number one EDM festival there. It's, it's similar to like New York because we have Governor's Ball, but that's not, it's the same thing as Lala. It's like the equivalent. And then we have Izu, which is like our EDM festival. So I kind right. of think about them the same. Yeah, we had EDC Chicago, which I didn't go to, but I have friends who did, and they they talk about it all the time. <laughs> so we're we're trying to petition in EDC Chicago for next year. That's okay. our goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I don't know. <laughs> they expand it. That would be so nice. But yeah, it would. I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, appreciate the update. Everybody, go watch your channel. I'm gonna link everything, but go check out that video if you guys are interested in Spring Awakening. Um, but to get into today's topic, so I really appreciate you coming on to talk about this. I feel like 
I just personally have so many questions. So this is like going to be a therapy session for me. But in general, I got so many requests to do videos and a podcast um, for parents who rave and attend festivals, which, you know, I just feel like it's an area of content like that definitely is neglected because I think so many more people in their 30s and their 40s are getting into raving now just because everything is like booming. And so I know a bunch of friends that are in their 30s who just started raving Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been getting questions like, can you come up with content for people and talk about it? And I was like, I can't from personal experience, but <laughs> I will have people on and have people write in their stories. Um, so yeah, so I wanted to start out asking about your son. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about him, whatever you want to share? <laughs> My little son, Niall, I love him so much. He's three and a half. I don't really feature him on my channel just because mm-hmm. like, we want to keep, just me and my husband, we want to keep his privacy, and that's just our, at this point, that's just how we feel about it, but anyway, so I got pregnant in 2000, and like the fall of 2015, I had him in 2016, mm-hmm. had a great pregnancy, he's a great kid, like he's, you know, he's, he's very positive as well, and he wow. just, like, he's very helpful, and he, um, he's very, he's a very giving person, which I'm really proud of. Like, I just, I love him so much and like, so glad that he's in my life, but he, um, so yeah, he was kind of like, we, we weren't planning to start a family. It just so happened that it happened that way. Me and my husband, I think we're married for like three years Okay. and then he just showed up. Yeah. So we were married in 2013. Okay. Um, So in terms of like what my experience has been being a mom, like I said, my pregnancy was great. I more so struggled with the postpartum. Like I, I didn't have postpartum depression, but in terms of like my health and everything, like Mm -hmm. I, I had an identity crisis at first. Cause I'm like, who, who is this person? Like, I don't really know like how to navigate that. And, um, before that I was such a health, like person like I was in the gym 24 7 like I would be at the gym for like two hours like lifting doing classes like it was just my hobby Mm -hmm. Um, and then after that you know that completely changes you just have to adjust right right, and I will will say if you ask any parent the first like year year and a half is probably the roughest just because you're trying to get the baby acclimated to life and Mm -hmm. you know sleep is like an issue and everything After that, I think you can really start to get into a rhythm and start to figure out Mm -hmm. what's right for you and what's good for you. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously there's sacrifices that you make, but it's totally okay. And like, I just wanted to clarify this for everyone. It's totally okay (laughs) to have some time for yourself and to enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like you have to watch how often you are, you go and Mm -hmm. like, there's some things there, but it's okay to raise and be a parent. Like PSA, like it's okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like you're not a bad person. You're not a bad parent. Like you can, you can achieve the proper balance for you sure yeah yeah no yeah it's definitely especially like if it's somebody like you said you grew up with it and you've just been around music and it's like yeah you can't be expected to change these things that you're super passionate about even like the the best parents out there it's like yeah you still at some point are going to go back to normal life and have your hobbies and have parent date night and stuff so it's sort of the same thing like you know (laughs) 
and that shouldn't change at all. Like, yeah. you know, I will say in terms of raise, I did take a hiatus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think I took like a year or two off from festivals. I still went to shows. So mm -hmm. that's definitely an option. Yeah. I think the festivals are harder because it's harder to be away from it for an extended period of time. Yeah. yeah. And especially like not to get all TMI, but like if you're a mom and you breastfeed, like it's hard mm -hmm. to be away from your, your child for a long extended period of time to travel. Yeah. So, you know, in the meantime, I just switched my behavior. I went to local shows or, you know, mm -hmm. hang out, hung out with friends or, you know, live streamed a lot of events. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, that you just around it. Yeah, there's ways around it. You can still like have your friends. You can still balance all of that. It's just about, you know, for the time being, what's going to work for you. For sure. Um, just trying to think of anything else. Do you have any more questions? Yeah, how did, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, what was it like going to your first festival after you had your son? Oh my gosh, that was amazing. So I, I started out small. That's another thing. So like once you once you feel like ready to, to start in, you may not want to go all the way in, at least in my opinion. So I think I went I went to Spring Awakening. Um, but I didn't go all three days. I think I went like one or two days. Okay. Um, and I took my friends with me and it was great. I mean, it was awesome to get back in. At first I'm like, do I belong here? <laughs> like, it's like you start to think that you're like getting older and you're looking around and you're, there's these yep. kids and you're like, I have a kid of my own. Like this right, is, right. Insane. <laughs> you know, like this is insane, sure. but no, like, I mean, it wasn't much different um, in terms of like being a female, like we always have like our, like our own body, like insecurity. So like one of the things that I had to learn is how to dress differently for myself at raves or like at shows or whatever and if that if there's anything that I could take away from that that I've taken away from I guess the female united uh ravers oh yeah female ravers united yep I see posts on there all the time from like moms mm -hmm. who like you know they're struggling to figure out what they're wearing or like what's appropriate and I just say like do what's right for you like you know figure out like what what you're gonna feel most comfortable in no one's looking at you it's more so about where you are in your mm -hmm. journey yeah. and you'll get back there but you know society just pressures us so much to be like in tip-top shape like right after mm -hmm. baby and that's just not it's not realistic yeah it's not. yeah <laughs> I know. It's, so it's so crazy. There's, um, I don't know if you follow her on Instagram. I think her name is crazy rave chick. She's yeah. pregnant right now, unless she just had the baby. I'm not sure, but she went to, um, I met her finally at EDC Orlando and she was a couple months pregnant and it was so funny because I think we're the, I think we're the similar age. I think she's also like 28, 29. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I don't know why, but I was like, I obviously was so excited for her. I didn't really know her that well yet. And I was like, this is literally going to be me because like, I don't know how I'll feel one day when I'm pregnant, but it's such a big part of my life. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll go do a festival sober. Like who knows? <laughs> so funny because when my, I went to EDC for the first time this past year and I met this girl and she was pregnant and she was asking everyone like, should I still go? Should I not? Yeah. And from, from what I heard, people still go. I mean, you just have yeah. to be, you have to be very careful. I think when I was in my first trimester, I actually went to go see Zed. Oh, nice. I think I had just found out that I was pregnant and okay. I went 
and I was, I was fine, you know. Unless you get tired. Yeah, you might, like you said, the perfect example, sort of ease your way into it. Maybe you do one day instead of three or just not stay out as late because you might just be tired or however you're feeling, you know. Yeah, it's, I think the main thing is like you have to listen to your body. Like things are changing for women. Now my dad's out there, you know, help your, help your mamas out. Yeah. Like let's make sure that we're balancing things. Like if, if she can't go to a lot of raves, like, you know, help her out. Like, mm-hmm. take, you know, go together and figure out childcare that way or switch off. Like, you know, because I think a lot of times at least from what I've seen, like women, we sacrifice so many things. Like mm-hmm. my husband's really good about, about balancing that and like being understanding and, you know, he supports me and like, that's really important in a partner. Yeah. So yeah. Guys. Between it. Yeah, no, that's so true. Yeah. How, how did your um like friends and family react? Cause I think that's one of the biggest things. And I'm not a person that cares what other people think at yeah. all, but there's still this other half of me that's like, you know, people give you the comments like, oh, when are you going to be over this scene, blah, blah, blah. Well, when you have kids, you'll be over it. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -uh. Yeah. Okay. So this is, I mean, maybe I'm a unique situation because I grew up in this culture. Right. Um, But they've been really supportive. I had, like I said, postpartum, I just had I struggled, like, mm-hmm. especially with, like, my weight and everything, and I think they're actually really excited for me now, because I'm, like, back to myself, like, obviously, I'm different, I don't think you're ever going to go get back to who you were before, because you, new experiences, and, like, you know, you're, you've matured after having a baby, like, that is an experience that you just can't, you know, go back from, um, but I think they, they want me to be happy. They're excited for me to like get out there again. It's interesting. My mom, um, she had never been to raves until now. So it's, it's so fun to see her after having kids and she's an empty nester to explore and like discover this community. And Mm -hmm. I mean, she's so happy. I've never seen her so happy. I love that. And I think it's amazing to see parents in different phases of their life in like, like get ingrained in raves. Like, I think it's just so refreshing to see. So it's, it's like, with me, it's like getting back to it, but then seeing her, it's like a whole new experience for me to, to like experience it through her. That's so yeah. cool. I would love to. My, I've told my mom so many times. She's like, I want to go to a festival with you. I'm like <laughs> trying to think of like, what would be good? I'm like, maybe I should bring her to one day of Izu and like, that's how I started. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, well, cause at first I'm like, is she going to like this? Like, I know she like, she's like classic house person. Like, okay. so, but I feel like at first I was like, maybe she's just a purist. Like she's only going to like classic house. For sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think the first show that I took her to was Zed and she like was over the moon. Like, she's like, what is this? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I took her to one day of spring awakening and she enjoyed that. And she saw Tiesto for the first time. And then this past year, I'm like, okay, I want to go to EDC. Like, this is what I'm going to do. It's been on my bucket list. Like, I'm going to do it. Like, you know, just do it. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to go. She's like, well, I want to go. I'm like, are you sure? Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. you really know what this means? And she's like, yeah, like, let's do it. And so we went into the first night and I was like, okay. Um, I just kept looking over at her. Like she, does she like it? Does she not? (laughs) 
and yep. her eyes like blew up like she was about it and yeah. she she's like I've been to Mardi Gras and this is better and Aww. like she had so much fun and she saw Prince for the first time and now she's obsessed like she that's, that's her so favorite awesome. DJ of all time <laughs> yeah. oh my god that's so good to hear yeah exactly like people can literally enjoy it at any age and you forget like we've been to so many at this point, like you forget what it's like for somebody who's like never experienced anything on that level, like for them to see yeah. it for the first time. Yeah. It's fun to bring someone who's never gone because like, it, yeah, like you said, it's like seeing something completely new mm-hmm. through them. Yeah. yeah. Do you think your mind, cause I guess, I guess you just won't know it obviously until you go through it and experience it. Um, and obviously like you said, you sort of like balance things and make changes, but I'm sure the frequency of the amount of shows and festivals you attend differs when you have a kid. Yep. Um, so can you talk a little bit about like balancing that? Like, were you nervous going into it and then realized it's not that big of a deal after or like, yeah. how do you feel about it? Yeah. At first I was nervous to be honest. Cause I thought like, if I'm always going out, people are going to judge me and say like, you should be at home with your son or, right. or whatnot. But I hadn't, I mean, you know, we're responsible adults. Like I mm-hmm. think, most people are able to assess like how much is too much. So what I would say like in terms of tips would be, you know, like plan out your years, space them out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think that I do plan more ahead. So, you know, cause you have to get childcare, you have mm-hmm. to kind of have every, all your ducks in a row for that. Right, right. So for me, yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of limited myself to like three big festivals a year is kind of pushing it, at least for me. Like that's what I have this year. I'm good with that. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then, right. And I think that's good. And then like, like, I think once a month I might go to a show. I may not go to shows as frequently. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, obviously you may not have as much disposable income as you did just because, you know, you're trying to support and raise another human being. Like, yeah. You know, so you just have to obviously be aware of that and be smart and responsible. But I think, you know, it seems overwhelming from the outside, like when you, when you are kind of making that transition over as a parent, but you know, it actually isn't much different than what people do. You just have to know that you have to be very open and communicate with everyone that, Hey, I'm going to be gone for these days. Like who's going to watch him? Who, right. Who's going to be home? you know, I'm very open with my in-laws because my in-laws live near us and um, they help us during the day. We're lucky enough that we don't have to pay childcare. Nice. Um, so, you know, we just let them know. And like, even with work or anything, you just have to let them know what your schedule is. Right, and, right, right. You know, so that's, I think the main thing and then budgeting. So making sure that, you know, if you were budgeting before, like making sure now you for real got to like plan ahead and have that savings account if you want to go to a festival. Yeah. Uh, and it's, yeah. Di- it's different when you're an adult too. Cause like we're talking about, you know, being in your late twenties, early thirties, like yeah. men and it's different. Like somebody listening right now who's 22 is probably like, this is so foreign to me, but I know. one day. <laughs> I mean, we got a mortgage, we have a house. Yeah, so exactly. like, we got to keep the lights on, you know, I mean. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. It's funny, <laughs> funny from like a content perspective too. Cause like, this is just where my head's at right now. It's yeah. like, 
I guess at Brian and I have had conversations about this too. I'm like, oh, it just, I guess I'm not ready yet because I'm like, oh, like literally what would happen right now if I had a kid? And I just think about all the things that would have to sort of like slow down for me, obviously to make that adjustment, even though I would want to. I'm like, yeah. I would just feel weird, like wearing the outfits I'd wear now and like all these other things. And it's kind of something you have to get over mentally, I guess. So that's another thing I would say is like, um, well, okay, first of all, everyone's body is different. So yeah. like, there's people that snap back like, right away. So, you know, but for me, I would say how I dress is definitely different. And I do think about like, okay, it's not that I'm like super, super conservative. But I think about like, you know, I have a kid at home. Right. Like I personally don't want to be all out there. If I am going to create, especially now that I have a YouTube channel, like, yeah, you know, I want to make sure that I feel comfortable in my body, that I still feel good, but I'm not like overdoing it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, those are things that you think about. You think about how your behavior obviously is going to affect your child, you right. know. Um, now, when I go to raves, like I do drink, like mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone does. I enjoy a cocktail, but I just yeah. make sure, you know, like I don't go overboard. Like that's just me. I've always been that way, but particularly now that I have a son, right? I just don't want to like put that out there. Um, but you know, everybody like do you, you do what you want right, to do. Right. I'm just saying what's, you know, right for me. Sure. Yeah. Everybody's different. I know some parents who go fucking crazy. <laughs> I know. It becomes like Jesus Christ. <laughs> my mom, y'all, like seriously, you think that I'm crazy? My mom is crazier than me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know some parents. It's like it literally. Yeah, it's like a case by case basis. Like I know some parents who like festival weekends. Like they go there, yeah. do what they want to do, and like have fun. But it's like yeah. you said, it's it's very comforting to know like it's obviously a balance and a partnership, and you sort of figure out what's best for you. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, you have a partner, obviously, that, like, you know, is very understanding. I think that's the key, like, having those conversations. Like, if you do want to go to shows, I first, first of all, like, if you're single and don't even have kids, or you're with someone and you don't even have kids, and Mm -hmm. they don't like you going to shows, like, that's very difficult. Like, it's one thing for the other person to not like that music, or it's not their thing. Mm -hmm. But it's another thing for them to, like, not want you to do it at all. Right. Because then, like, if you bring a a kid into that mix on top of it, like, it's not going to be easier. Trust me. Like, there's people out there who think kids are going to make their relationship work. And Mm -hmm. it's the opposite. And then, you know, you're stuck. Like, that's, you know, yeah, to graze this kid till they're 18, like, you don't have a, a choice. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely could be a tough situation, depending on what you're yeah. in, but yeah, the last thing I wanted to ask you before we wrap up, um, I wanted to know if you incorporate any of, like, your rave culture life into your son's life. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I make candy and stuff, so a lot of times, I mean, you'll probably see sometimes in my video, like, a little head bobbing around. <laughs> he's just with me everywhere, like, in my fitness vlogs, like, he's just, like, you know, going all across the screen. Um, so he, he'll watch me make candy and he'll pretend to like (laughs) string things along. He, I, you know, I play the music all the time. So he really likes to listen to it too. It's funny seeing him like react to it. I think like the first thing I played for him was Fisher and (laughs) he loved the drums. So he would do this all the time. So yeah, but I mean, he's on the younger end, so he's not really like obviously old enough to right, go to right. shows and things. 
but I do like I stay in contact with a lot of rave parents and it's really cool to see like as they get older Mm -hmm. going to raise with their parents and in a way it's kind of that's kind of my mom and I situation like we're going together and I I think raving with your family in general like if you go with your sister your brother sibling or whatever Mm -hmm. I think it's a, a bonding experience like there's nothing like it I've gone with friends but going with my mom is like a a different experience it's just sorry you're good okay okay no um my well my one friend Tara who's like in my rave fam her brother has started coming to festivals with us within the last year and it's like so cool to see their relationship and like he's coming to electric forest with us now so it is definitely nice when you can like incorporate your family and stuff but I love like I was gonna ask you too when your son gets older um, a lot of the mixed genre festivals and things like that are like all ages. And I love when I see a parent with their like kid on their shoulders and like the headphones on, would you ever bring him to shows? <laughs> I would when he gets older. I, I think I would just have to like see like what the crowd is like. So I, I kind of, it depends on the festival mm-hmm. because some of them are kind of, woo, like it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but something like Lollapalooza, I would definitely bring him to because it's it's definitely more. I mean, obviously it skews younger, but there it's more family friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, here in Chicago, we have a house festival called the Chosen Few. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it's it always happens on the Fourth of July weekend. It's a cookout, and it's all of the house legends like Frankie Knuckles used to spin like all of them come there and it's a it's family like it's like older people younger people kids are there so like I would definitely probably start him off with something like that where it's just like a a cookout festival thing yeah yeah I think it's cool to see people do it have you ever Eric Prince has posted sometimes I'll never forget it he posted like rave dad on Twitter and it was like him in his home studio and he like filmed himself walking through the house and then it was like a bedroom with like all laser set up and it was just like five children just running (laughs) around in the room I was like yep that's gonna be me (laughs) <laughs> and raves are on the rise too from what I've heard like yeah, there's yeah, yeah. DJs that play shows for kids and there's even it's more so popular I think in Europe where they like play shows like for kids it's like yeah. so I'm like well hey I would definitely bring him to something like that he would love it <laughs> so cute. I know I yeah I, I think there's so many ways like for people listening like definitely candy making that's I mean it's just making bracelets so I feel like it's perfect for young kids and then yeah like incorporating fun little raves at home they're just like music in general is just such good such a good thing for little kids too Mm -hmm, definitely have you seen the um there was one viral video of like the kid DJ at his like talent show oh my gosh he was so good too (laughs) young I know I know we're like 10 years from now man yeah (laughs) (laughs) I was like I just think it's so cute that like people there are ways to like incorporate it like into your family family life for sure so that's definitely and it doesn't have to be like I think that helps break the stigma that it's not like this community obviously there's history of like drug use and everything but like it's not all bad like it's really about the music you don't have to 
fit in a certain way or do certain things in order for you to enjoy the music and what the culture offers you. Right. So, I mean, yeah, why not? And he, he'll be here like watching live streams with me and everything. He loves it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think, like, I think a lot of people question doing that because they feel like, do you think you're being a bad influence on your kid? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it is if you're not, I mean, if you're not teaching them bad habits or, you know, bad, you know, things that are detrimental to their lives. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Like going to a music festival or a concert, like everyone goes to concerts. I don't think that going to a music festival is very much different than that. Right. Right. I agree. Yeah. This so wonderful. Thank you. You made me feel so much better. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be really <laughs> excited to like hear about this topic. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for inviting me. This is great talking to you. Yeah, girl, plug everything. Where can people find you? So I'm on Instagram at Aura Life with Ash, and I'm on Twitter at Ashley Robbins 8. That's my maiden name. <laughs> and you can catch me on YouTube at Aura Life with Ash. Awesome. Thank you so much, girl. Okay, thanks. Alrighty, you guys. Thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on and for sharing your experiences and your tips and advice. I think everyone can agree how lovely Ashley is like she just puts me in a better mood um and I feel like we need that right now amongst everything that's going on in the world um but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and found it helpful I think it's really incredible to hear people's real stories and how they manage to balance everything in their lives so I I feel so much better like I said I feel more comforted and it's just really cool and I think these are super helpful tips and so Ash thank you so much for coming on this episode you guys go check out her YouTube channel she has some really great rave and festival content and like I said She's based out of Chicago, so she has some really cool videos on Spring Awakening and things like that. So definitely go give her a follow. Uh, Next up, I want to get into EDM news. So I'm not really going to comment on anything coronavirus related this week because things are changing so quickly. And by the time I'm recording this and by the time it comes out, things might be completely different. So we're just going to skip over that. But in positive news, um, I wanted to shout out a couple different people. So uh, Gareth Emery tweeted that he is label free, which I think is really, really cool. He tweeted out on March 9th, on Friday, I became an independent artist again after five years with the label. Simultaneously nervous and excited to release the best music of my life of my life on my own terms no music industry bros telling me how my songs should sound just me making music for you which is fucking awesome and congrats to him I think that's really really incredible I think there's a couple artists that aren't on a label correct me if I'm wrong guys in the YouTube comments I'm pretty sure Dylan Francis doesn't have a label because he's been like back and forth and stuff but anyway uh, Gareth Emery actually released a song you'll be okay recently which is really good I have it in my new music Friday playlist on Spotify if you guys want to check that out so um highly recommend checking that out and congrats to him uh and other music news I feel like there's gonna be a lot of music news because all artists have to do right now is record but Oliver Heldens tease that he has an album coming ah I'm so excited sorry if I just blew out anyone's eardrums <laughs> but he's been dropping a lot of IDs recently and on his Hell Deep Radio uh one of his more recent episodes he dropped a ton of new IDs you know we stan Oliver he's my favorite New music from him is great. New album from him is even better. And his Healthy Radio is heaven. 10 out of 10 recommend that. So very excited for his new music. And then lastly, Blau 
uh, tweeted and posted on social media, which I think is incredible, that he is going to be donating $1,000 a week to help part-time music industry professionals get through this tough time. And he was setting up an application process. So definitely, if you're an artist, a part-time artist, go check out Blau's post. Blau is fantastic. I don't know if a lot of people know this about him, but he's had really incredible like charity-driven causes in the past. Uh, I know at one point, uh, it might have been a label. It was called Bloom. Yeah, I'm doing a quick Google. I remember this. This was a few years ago, 2016. He started a charity label, Bloom, and it was raising over 100K for Pencils of Promise, which was a huge nonprofit that funds schools, construction, and developing worlds. Yes, this is all coming back to me now. He had been doing this for a couple years, for a while there, which is really crazy. Yeah, Blau is just in general, great person. We stand. He's always giving back to the community, always doing different charity-driven causes. It's really incredible. So we stand. We support him. Go check out what he's doing. He's, you know, listen to his music, stream his music. That's how you can support him in return because he does wonderful things for the community. So I, I just wanted to shout him out and spend some time on that because I, I really do like him and I like his music a lot. So all very good things. Um... I think that's all I have for you guys. Oh, my songs of the week. Hello. So the songs that I've kind of been into right now, I would say uh, the remix of Free Your Body, which is a Chris Lake song. Noizu came out with a remix. It's fire. We love it. I love Chris Lake and I love Noizu. So the combination, really great. 10 out of 10, recommend that. Wax Motif came out with a song called Keep Raving, which could not be more fitting for right now. Uh, Another like upbeat um, song. He's a bass house artist. Really, really love that song, Keep Raving. And in general, I want to shout out the new Calvin Harris stuff. I really like what he's been putting out. Um, I believe it's supposed to have like a 90s rave sort of inspiration behind it and I you know you can't go wrong with new Calvin Harris music and it's different from stuff he's done in the past it doesn't sound like summer or anything like that so it's really nice it's refreshing I really like what he's coming out with so go check out that those are my songs of the week this week and lastly you guys thank you so much for listening for sticking around to the end of the episode thank you to all my parents who wrote in this week I really appreciate you guys sharing your stories if you guys don't mind in exchange for the free content can you please rate and review on itunes uh subscribe over on my youtube channel emma capotis give us a follow at rave culture cast and at emma capotis on instagram and on twitter and you guys can make this your instagram stories today screenshot and share it tag us in it uh send a link with your friends today i really appreciate you guys doing that and spreading the word it means so much to me Uh, I am sending you guys virtual hugs wherever you are listening from. Stay safe, stay well, and listen to some music. Do something today that really makes you smile and makes your heart feel warm. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. I will see you next Wednesday. Bye, guys. (laughs) 